Hey, Thanks. what's up? We're, we're live. I was so enthralled with the, the intro. We were commenting, hey, Dominic turned 21. He did. Don Cox from Prana Functional Therapy had hip surgery and got to experience what it's like to be one of her own patients. Right. She actually referenced that in a Facebook post. And so, anyway, it's always fun to see where we've been, where we're going here on the show. We're here every week, Monday at 2 o'clock live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'd love for you to like, subscribe, follow uh, in those places. So this way, where you love watching this, you get it right, delivered to you hot and fresh to your screen. <laughs> hot and fresh to your door is Schmano's Pizza. Uh, but um, we don't get, you know, we keep this an organic podcast. We don't get that big podcast money like right. some other shows get. So right. I'm not going to give free advertising out. Um, to a big chain pizza store, but hot, fresh to your screen or to your ears each week at two o'clock. Love it. Just hit that like, subscribe button and whatever way you like to watch us. You can also catch us on audio if you choose to just get all this beautifulness and take that out of your week. But we'd love for you to watch. You know, this is episode 122 and the second to last episode of the year, believe it or not. Or wait, do we have two more? We have two more. That's right. We have two more. Okay. Crazy. You should have thought of math as <laughs> me. Crazy to think that the year is almost over. You know? I my wife, uh, happy birthday to my wife Stephanie. It's her birthday today. It's her birthday today? It's her birthday today. Oh, oh. Happy birthday. Twenty nine twenty nine again. Oh. And um good for her. Twenty four years ago yesterday, we went on our first date. And I've been joking all weekend that uh, we've been together for a whole century. How's that? We've been together all of the 21st century. Oh, the whole century. I thought you said a whole century. I got you. I got you. Chris is laughing at me. You hear that? I, I, I heard the snicker. Slam. I got, I got <laughs> taken to task this weekend about my word choices. Yeah. Uh, you had you had some some battles this weekend. I did. We, we want to get toothpaste. We want to get into that. Let's get into it. Let's I, get into you it. know, on my personal <laughs> social media channels, I dispense uh, business advice and and thinking about life and leadership, and you know, so I offer good stuff. But man, a comment about tooth brushing your tooth. What am I saying here? How you water your toothpaste on your toothbrush? It, there we go. Blow up. It wasn't just it wasn't just a comment. This is how you start your day every morning. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong. <laughs> Not according to a dental hygienist. So, well, that's what you said. They're yeah. training. Respect the experts, Ben. <laughs> so the whole question was, I, my wife and I, we were traveling this weekend. I had a business event I was speaking at Saturday in Cincinnati. So we made a little trip out of it for our anniversary, for her birthday. It was fun. We had a really great time, actually. Cincinnati's a very cool old city. A lot of art deco, old buildings. Great city infrastructure with a connector rail that gets you all around. If you get the chance to go, you need something to drive to that's reasonable, I would recommend it. Some great steak joints. So yeah, there there I posted it. <laughs> After nearly 24 years together, I learned this morning that my lovely wife's staff must put water on her toothbrush before the toothbrush toothpaste goes on. Yep. I yep. choose to put water on top of the toothpaste. Who is right? And so there were 137 comments here. And like 30 some reactions, like this has been one of the larger posts. I mean, the funny thing about all of this is, so 
with my efforts personally on social media, I have professional mode, which means I make a little bit of money. So like I just embraced it because like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Look, yeah. Look, I heard so, some comments. And look, and just so just because producer Chris and Ben are doing it wrong doesn't make it right. Oh, that's right. Chris Chris right? is a water first, toothpaste second. Yeah, that's that's how it's yeah, done. Yeah, that's not according to the dental hygiene school, it's not. And so chime in if you want to. Like, what do you do? Do you put the water on your toothbrush first and then toothpaste or you put the toothpaste on and then water? And I was thinking about this even more. This has so enthralled my mind that um, if you think about like welding and, you know, marrying two surfaces together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you want adhesion and bondage. Okay. okay. Well. Toothpaste is moist. It has water content. Water and water makes it slipperier. If you make your bristles slippery, your toothpaste is even going to further fall. It doesn't even matter. I don't have to go on. Dental hygienists are trained to put the brush, the toothpaste, the water. That's the stack. So get it right, Ben. Get it right, Chris. You do know that your wife is always right. Look, after being together look, for this whole century, I'm over that stuff. We're over that stuff. We just have a flow. I love that our guest is in the background. We'll introduce our guest in just a few minutes here, but she's in the background, private chatting us this question. So we'll have to ask her the same. We'll get same we'll thing. get Volani to weigh in. And then there was the bacon incident. The bacon and the toilet paper. You had the toilet paper mixed in with the. Uh, I didn't the, touch on toilet paper, did I? Uh, you commented on it, or maybe somebody, somebody did. else did. No, I yeah. No, I just kept singular focus. We're going to have the poll about water on the toothpaste. So, and there was the whole bacon incident. The bacon incident. Yep. Yeah. We 2023. Yeah. We'll talk about, we'll see if the bacon is. Well, okay. There it is. Let's get into it. <laughs> I love that you did a live feed. Steph's like, hi. It wasn't live. I recorded oh, it okay. and I posted it. But, um, but anyway, uh, so my wife loves, you know, Mr. McClure. I'm speaking to Ben's father here. And no, see, he's doing it the way you do it. Oh, yes. Yeah, first, see, water on top. Love it. See, I apparently I learned, I didn't learn how to brush my teeth from. I was going to say, you know, Mr. McClaps, what does is, what is mom do? Your son has run a <laughs> Somewhere I learned to put water on first and then toothpaste after. So the bacon incident was <laughs> this. Steph loves crispy bacon. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. like crispy yeah, bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, you can't have sake bacon. I'm, I'm kind of like, I guess if bacon had, was cooked like steak, I would probably be like a medium kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Steph's like, you know, just make a chicken. Um, and so my bacon at Cracker Barrel and in route to Cincinnati had one piece that was very much to Steph's liking. And so I said, here, take this piece. Now, there's a whole thing in our family and my boys know, everybody knows it. I don't share food. I mean, you can look at me. I don't share food. And so, um, yeah, you don't take this piece was offered and uttered verbatim with that entire understanding that there would be a trade back of bacon. And so a, when, a, a reciprocation of kindness. And that, that's what I realized this morning's look. The whole point of reciprocation of kindness has been missed. The, I, Hashtag that I do agree with that. Kindness. Publicly, I, I sided with your wife just yeah. because I sided with her on the two. Yeah, okay, thing, got but it, I do agree with the reciprocation. Yeah. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> and so 
And so, you know, yeah, pushing the buttons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when, when, long story short, cause we do have a show to do and it's not about toothpaste and bacon, although it has been very much at the forefront of everybody's mind in my world this weekend. Um, so when four pieces of bacon ended up on Stephanie's plate and there were only two on my plate, I literally looked like it was like a double take, like, look at my wife, look down at the table, look at my wife, look at the table. And I said, what just happened here? <laughs> it seems like my bacon. It's on my plate. And so, and so then the bacon piece came back and all was well. But even Mary Sue, our Cracker Barrel yeah. rate, just agreed that a trade back should have happened. And so. Oh, so you did get your, your a piece of bacon back. I did. Eventually, not, but not at first. I, but I was, I was dismayed that I had to request uh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so at any rate, all of this means nothing. All of it means everything because it's all fun and there's levity and laughter in life that we should be having. And hopefully in a way we're bringing that to you, um, uh, through this show. So that's it. We've got a few comments. <clears throat> we do. Steve from the global group. Hey, Steve, thank you for watching. Longtime fan. Uh, Steve is somebody to connect to. So he's here in the comments. <clears throat> so connect to him because he puts a fantastic event on. He does. Every, uh, I guess it's October. October. Yeah. Live to lead. We were there as a sponsor and attendees this year. So check him out. Be sure to connect with him. Karen, thank you for watching. You're a water first person too. You know, it's funny. All my life, I've been the guy. <laughs> In case the kids dropped it on the floor. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I've been the guy who says and does things first, even when it's unfashionable to do so. And I guess yet again, this weekend, I've lived a bit of that. So I don't understand the water toothpaste water thing. That that just seems like a waste of water and time. You do it once, either before or after. Hey, you know, everybody brushes their teeth to their own tune. Hey, yeah, you're right. As long as you brush your teeth. Right. right? I mean, that that should be <laughs> I guess I guess the thing of grace is I've got all these friends to brush their teeth. You know, no bad breath so anywhere. Fantastic. fantastic. We well, are you gotta wonder about the ones who haven't commented. What are they doing? Yeah, I have like, I don't know. 2,500 <laughs> friends and only less than 5% tuned in on this one. I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, uh, we are well overdue for the Jeff and Ben banter on our script. We've extended into triple overtime on that. Our sponsor uh, probably wants some recognition. Yeah. Our, yes, yes, that's right. We do have a sponsor. Um, and so if you, this was a great conversation. And if you want a good conversation starter and you want a great gift this year, Lancaster gift box, mm. Uh, is the place to go. Um, we are running a contest all month long. You go to LancasterConnects.com slash contest and you can win their Taste of Lancaster gift box by entering there. Please go there and uh, uh, enter because you can enter to win that great uh, little gift basket that we're raffling off. But listen, they have been curating uh, amazing treats and tastes and things of Lancaster. Uh, they're at their store on Queen Street downtown. They serve local people. They serve friends and family, local and nationwide. And they've got this really great commitment to supporting our local producers, local makers, and really aggregating everything and putting it together in this amazing program. You go to LancasterGiftBox.com and you can see all the stuff that they're doing um, to bring forth the local flavors of Lancaster County and distribute it nationwide. And maybe I'm sure they've even gone worldwide. Gabriel seems mm-hmm. like a world worldwide kind of guy. And so uh, check them out, LancasterGiftBox.com. 
uh, go to LancasterConnects.com slash contest to enter to win the Taste of Lancaster gift box. We had Gabriel and Lancaster gift box on the show a couple of months ago and a great interview talked all about uh, how the company started and what they do. And one of the th- things I thought was really cool about them is they do um, uh, corporate gift boxes. You yes. know, so if you're a big corporation or a smaller corporation and you have gifts to give out and you don't know what to give or, you know, why not give people in your network a Taste of Lancaster? Taste of Lancaster box is one of their most popular gifts. So yep. uh, corporations, they actually are specialists in corporate gifting. Yep. Yep, exactly. So from time to time, we get people who uh, maybe can't be on the show, don't quite get to uh, fall into our production schedule, and that's okay. We have an outlet for you. You can go to the website, LancasterConnects.com. There's a tab, be on the show, and you can share your news with the show. And so we have something special coming up with the holidays this weekend. Uh, this was kind of given to us this week. And so on Saturday, December 9th at 7 o'clock, there is a very cool concert that's happening. It's going to happen at the Wyndham Lancaster Resort and Convention Center, which for all you longtime Lancastrians is the old Lancaster Host Resort. So right out there on Lincoln Highway. Okay. And uh, so this Saturday, the 9th at 7 o'clock, this is brought to you by MIC International Trade Consulting, Liberty Place. They're happy to announce this international musical extravaganza called Vibrant Simplicity, the Concert Beyond Borders. So what's going on here? Saturday the night at 7 o'clock, doors open at 6.30. You're going to be able to take in multiple performances from Portugal, Colombia, Guatemala. All of these performing artists will be featured. You're going to hear uh, from Portugal, Vibrant Simplicity and the jazz band Colm. From Colombia, hear DJ Sabo, and from Guatemala, hear Al Rival. Experience their energy uh, of experience. I'm sorry, experience the energy of artist Lisa Lynn Erickson, creator of Vibrant Simplicity, and other renowned artists through their live music, stage lighting, and visual effects. All right, we've had some images up. Here's a promotional video. We don't play the sound because we don't want to get a um, copyright strike. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not even that people who share our news with us control that. That's usually YouTube doing that. John, thank you. We love live music too, especially Ben. Um, but uh, uh, so Lisa Lynn Erickson, along with the Portuguese pianist and composer Ruben Alves and additional singers and composers, uh, present Vibrant Simplicity, the global music sensation. They've got 12 tracks for you. Uh, this concert takes listeners on a meticulously crafted musical journey showcasing Lisa's exceptional musicianship and heartfelt lyrics, which I think you can feel vibing through the screen right Mm now. Uh, We're showing you a little bit of that. It's going to be in both English and Portuguese. Vibrant Simplicity was produced under the Escutar Records label, uh, and that is a record label out of Portugal. All right? So cool. Check that out. It's Saturday, December 9th at 7 o'clock at the Lincoln Theater, which is the Wyndham Lancaster Resort and Convention Center. And again, for all you old school Lancasterites, Lancasterites and Lancastrians, I guess mm-hmm. it depends on the text. That's the old Lancaster Hollis Resort, which yeah. by the way, a lot of money was put in. It's beautiful, yep. beautiful property again. And you get to check out this amazing experience brought to you uh, by MIC International Trade Consulting. All right. So check that out. I mean, Lancaster, this is one thing that Lancaster does right is local mm-hmm. live music from all over the world. So 
this is a unique opportunity. Be sure to check it out. Very cool. I, I'm hoping our guest is still backstage. Yeah, I think so. Valanda's <laughs> cool. <laughs> she's cool. She's she's been responding in the private chat. So let's bring on Valanda. Valanda Banks from Liberty Employment Solutions. There she is. Hello, Valanda. Hi, guys. All right. Great to be here. Thank you for being here, uh, taking time out mm-hmm. of your busy Monday afternoon. Um, you know, we're going to talk about what you do and, and, uh, you know, every, all the cool things about Liberty Employment Solutions. But I know you've been weighing in on the toothpaste and the bacon debate. We get, I mean, we got to get that yes. out of the way. Yes. What do you do with the toothpaste? Water first, then toothpaste or toothpaste? Them? Absolutely. Because sometimes what if I fall asleep on the couch, I don't turn the bathroom light on. So I'm not sure whose toothbrush I have. It's oh. mine or my husband's. So water first, water first, always. Okay. Okay. Then toothpaste. Then second water. I love what Steve Goebel said, which I'm a big fan of Steve's stuff too. And second water, it's like the Hobbit second breakfast. Second water. You know, the second breakfast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of second breakfast. I, so that, that makes sense. Okay. Or you, when you compare things to food. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And bacon should not be chewy like Twizzlers ever. Okay. okay. Yep. Oh, nope. that's a good comparison. If you drop the bacon, it should crumble. Bacon mm, dust. Mm-hmm. No okay. chewy bacon. Okay. Nope. Nope. We have created Bacon Gate. <laughs> <laughs> After we eat our various versions of bacon, then we all must brush our teeth. So, Melanda, you've called um, Lancaster's home right now. How long have you uh, called Lancaster home? Uh, for most of my life. Um, I wasn't born here, but brought here before I knew any better. And I tried to escape to go to college and came home about a year later, realizing I'm an East Coast girl. I went to school in Arizona, mm. but finished back here. All right. That's cool. I love the East Coast. Very cool. What was it about Lancaster that you missed while being in Arizona? Um, Lots of food. So you pass Ohio and you no longer have like that hot pepper relish. There's no such thing as sweet peppers. Oh, and there's no good pretzels. No good pretzels. They're like, I don't know, they're the twiggy kind. So you don't have Hammonds or... Right. Yeah, they're just like Italian food is just, I don't know, you're too far from Italy, I guess, after you pass <laughs> Ohio. And it's just... That's it's funny. like, you know, it's like fake Mexican, like Americanized mm. Mexican food. It's, hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd so the food, but everybody moseys out there too. Like, I would be walking to class and I'd be all by myself because everybody just saunters. Hmm. And you know, we're here gotta, from the East Coast. Moving. We like, we go places. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. Yep. Lada, you've, you've got some fans watching. Uh, Hannah Martin just chimed in and she says you're, she's your biggest fan. Yeah, I don't know that Liberty would run without Hannah. My husband and I talk about this a lot. Uh, yeah. Liberty Employment Solutions Please. is the business that we built for Hannah to run, I think. There you go. Well, let's let's so, talk about Liberty Employment Solutions. Yeah. Um, you know, how did your company get its start and what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so how we got our start is kind of fun and a tad awkward. Um, my husband, I say this, I don't know if this is podcast appropriate, but yeah. um, my husband knocked me up at 42. And so I was done <laughs> working for somebody else full time at that point. I'm like, how, how did this happen again? And yet my dad was a health and phys ed teacher, so I knew. But um, yeah, so my daughter now is eight. Her older brother is 30 and just had a baby. And 
um, is not in that picture. But yeah, it just started out kind of as a spare bedroom side gig. The goal was to just help some people out with some hiring expertise that mm. I had from 20 plus years of being a hiring manager. And um, it blew up um, shortly before COVID. Well, we had just uh, moved into our first office. Hannah was Hannah and another young lady were our first employees. And um, less than a year later, we had outgrown a small office in Leola. We quadrupled through COVID. Um, we just started to figure things out in a crazy job market. The, the market was shifting and getting ugly before COVID. COVID just helped helped um, helped accelerate what we were already seeing. And so, yeah, we just put together a really cool crew of people who were creative and willing to figure some things out. And we were able to help a ton of folks. And that um, that kind of led to... Um, now our, we have a larger office in Mannheim. We have employees coast to coast and business all over the country. We hire in almost yeah. all 48 states now. We're not in Alaska. We're Hawaii. Wow. We're South Dakota. It's but, interesting. Yeah. So you mentioned your husband. Yeah. He's not on the show today, but he's uh, he founded the business with you. And I think in a pre-show survey, you described him as the funniest man alive or, or <laughs> similar. Yeah. Can you Absolutely. He is the single funniest human uh, that you will ever meet. Um, he says funny things and then he doesn't understand why people laugh because he thinks these things and he stands by all of them. And then it's just funny to all of us. But one of our, our first value that we identified at Liberty was authenticity. And that's because that's who Jeremy is. Okay. Um, and I would say um, he's he was a founder because I told him he was. <laughs> Um, voluntold. Kind of voluntold, exactly. Um, that is pretty much classic Jeremy right there. Um, he is, his mom said he was kind of an old soul, but he was an old soul that never grew up. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah, he, he's kind of the, we call him the chief distraction officer. Sure. So he's the CDO. Um, he came in and actually worked in the day-to-day with us for two years when we really started to explode. But this has never been like his dream job. Mm. So he um, he and I made the decision that for the family, it was probably better for him to move on. He just was ready to dive into something else. But the day that we told the team, um, I noticed he wasn't getting ready to come into the office. Like we had built a transition plan and all these things. He had a t-shirt and shorts on. I'm like, are you coming in? He's like, do I need to? Like, well, we haven't told anybody. He's like, well, I'll come to the meeting. So he came in in a t-shirt and shorts and he sat back like this and he goes, I guess we should just tell y'all I got fired on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's great for team morale. <laughs> but they all they all know him and love him and he shows up in our <laughs> Slack uh, channel and that's will cool. comment on people who don't pack their own lunch and who drink too many lattes and ask them about their personal budget. You're right. Well, and- we should we yeah. should eventually have Jeremy uh, chime in on toothpaste gate and bacon gate, mm-hmm. and uh, he could do. Just that don't ask comment. about the toilet paper yeah. roll. Yeah, so I what, saw Chris. At, yeah, so there it comes up. So what, not down. You have to pull it up, and I'm not allowed oh, to see, put no. the toilet no. paper on anything in our house. Look, it was over know, the over the hill, right? I, I know people. No, because I'm not on the floor doing this. The toilet. I mean, how low are your toilets in your house? I like know ours people have normal. You so. would think like I like this one. I'm on the outside looking in because I don't really have an opinion on toilet paper. Mm. I, I have I opinions like on to bacon and toothpaste. Stephanie. 
I would like to ask Stephanie, the other nice wife, like, I feel like the people who sit more often <laughs> should get to pick. So the fact that the I other sit more often and I don't get more to often. Pick, like, I don't understand. You don't know how I go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. right, I don't. You to I assume. My bad. Sorry, Stephanie. My goodness. Happy birthday. We are way off the rails of employment solutions, but we are being authentic right now. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's just, we'll kind of 180 right into the conversation. Yep. You know, you, you obviously, you're hiring in like 47 states, except Pretty South cool. Dakota. Um, uh, their governor, I know, I was out there doing all the hiring. She's on commercials. Pretty good little marketing campaign for South Dakota. But anyway, I digress. Um, so wh- where are employers missing right now on hiring mm-hmm. great people? What's got them twisted oh, up or they're making mistakes? I love it. That's such a great question. There's so much good news for small businesses that hire. And we really stay in the small and medium-sized business area. Like Our clients have anywhere from five people to 300 people. (laughs) They've just been able to scale without like an HR position. So that's that's who kind of I'll be talking about now. But I think the success is um, that people are having is their ability to actually consider the hiring process that you're actually hiring a human. That it's not this process or this game. I hear all the time, like, it feels like the rules of the game are changing. And I always want to say there's your first mistake. It's never been a game for the person on the other side of the table. Mm. Um, this is their livelihood. You know, when Jeremy and I started Liberty, we talked about that. We said we want to, we recognize that everybody coming through the door, as much as we do have fun, I feel like we have a great culture. You can ask anybody who works with us. The bottom line is everybody's walking through that front door for a paycheck. And so if you recognize that that check is funding something else in their life, um, maybe their season tickets to the birds, um, maybe it's their hobby, or maybe it's a business that they want to start. But if you can recognize they're coming and giving you the best part of their day sometimes, they're spending more time with you than they are with their family. So when you recognize that, it's important that it's a good match. And I think when you... We always say hiring's like dating at Liberty. So our process is slow. It's very thorough. All the things that you think about when you're like considering, you know, when you were dating Stephanie, like what is it that you want to know about her based on where you're going, where she's going? And is this going to get both of us where we want to go? Not just am I going to get the person that's going to do all this work for me and I throw them a check every two weeks? Yeah. You know, it's funny when we would have this show at this time because I've actually spoke... Uh, Saturday, I mentioned this in my talk specifically. I said, if you're a business owner in 2023 going into 2024 and you're, and you're just like unwilling to look at the human aspect of the people on your team, yeah. you're at a great time to be in business because the robots are here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're going to get what you want. And while technology and, and automation and AI is great, there's always going to be a need for human content and contact. And context. Yep. And yes. we're the ones that'll tell the robots what to do there. We're the filter. Yeah. We're the lens. And yep. we need good humans. I love that you brought that up. Um, what do businesses need to look for in the relation to technology as far as blending humans and technology? Ooh, that's such a touchy subject, especially in our industry right now. You know, people are designing resumes to get past AI. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that, like, what kind of, you know, 
it feels it's it begins to feel like going back to the dating analogy, Tinder. Like, how do I get this profile to get me to the right set of eyeballs? And you know, we don't at um, at Liberty we re-review every single resume for all of our clients. So we represent our clients to the job market. Unless you're applying for a Liberty internal position, you shouldn't know Liberty's actually helping because we we're not matchmakers. We don't do temping. We don't do um, we don't do direct hires. We literally show up to the job market as all of our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's a place. You know, we're starting to do some of the things that we did before and we're throwing stuff into chat GPT to see if we can get it more compelling, but we're learning how to train our chat GPT and all of those things. I just, I don't think if you're looking for a human who's going to touch your customer, I don't, I think how you use technology is so important. One of our values is relational service. So what does that mean? We don't believe in good customer service. We believe in relational service, which means my service to Lancaster um, Mattress Company, excuse me, Gardner Mattress Company, is based on the relationship with the people there. And so if I don't have a relationship with you, I don't know how to serve you. Right. And so I don't... I we're, we're being very careful, kind of dancing around it, yet trying to introduce it where we can. Like for instance, at the end of last night's game, and I needed to find, had my chat GPT within thirty seconds created an image of a ref who was pulling up his shirt, and underneath he had a San Fran logo <laughs> on. That's how I'll use chat GPT. Um, Which, and just, then I put that in the group chat where I was being harassed. Yeah, just as an aside, what AI image app are you using? Uh, I had a chat. Uh, I have a the four point paid version of chat GPT. Okay, I haven't got there yet. All right, so images are in there 20 now. bucks. I, I requested an image and it popped okay, one up. Perfect. I mean, it was a cartoon image. Yeah, then I asked perfect. it to take a human that I knew and embed the human's face. And I guess it had a moral it had a moral dilemma with that and said, no, thank you. <laughs> Your meme game is about to... It is. It, well, just as a total <laughs> aside, uh, you know, so AI images... The, the mid-journey used to be the real group. Well, is still the great one, but you have to be on Discord to use that. You have to oh, go yeah. through Discord servers. And it's just like, uh, I need another thing, like an app, channel. Discord's technically a social media mm-hmm. channel. And so I, I need another one of those. Like I need a hole in the head. Or like I need, you know, more debate on toothpaste than water. Um, but... Uh, no, that's cool. That's good to know that another reason to maybe operate. Uh, anyway, I digress. So aside from technology coming into hiring and trends and aside from people trying to make this more analytical and less from human, what other trends are you seeing right now? What do businesses need to know about navigating them? Yes. I- this one I think is really important. Um, you know, I, I don't know how old you guys are. I won't guess, although I, I was like writing down Stephanie's years. Over here, trying to figure out how how old we all I'm are. I'm 44. So um, I got that. Okay, <laughs> I think when I um, yeah, yeah. I, I stopped at 25, and so now we celebrate the anniversary of my 25th birthday, which mm-hmm. we've been celebrating mm-hmm. for 25 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, I think I was right on the edge, the cusp. Like my dad worked for one organization for 30 plus years. My mom taught in one school system outside of one move, like the majority of her career. 
And I didn't. You know, I was the kind that was like, well, I think this is what I want to do. Now I want to do this. And um, I was still, though, in the days where if there were a lot of moves on a resume, that wasn't good. Um, my son, however, I mentioned he's 30. He was in high school when the 2008 recession hit and he watched me lose my job in 2010. So um, I had worked really hard, gotten out of debt. We were traveling, doing some cool things. And now all of a sudden that income dried up. And his generation decided that they will no longer put their career in one company's hands. And so I hear all the time, our clients will say, I just want somebody that's going to come and stay. And I tell them, then you need to really understand who they are, what they want, and show them how, where they want to go, what you can do in the organization to get them there. Hannah is a great example of this. Um, when she came to us, she learned how to do a certain function in the job. And Hannah's got a side gig outside of what she does for us, which we respect. And so as she was growing in, in the kinds of things she wanted to do and was interested in other parts of the business, we taught it to her. She demonstrated um, effectiveness, discretion, all the things, and we moved her into other pieces. And so, you know, my son was like, I'm not going to college unless I know I need the piece of paper and now owns th three different businesses. And so um, I saw a British psychologist talk about an organizational development psychologist just talk about you cannot, you no longer can approach the person on the other side of the table and expect that you have a career path already designed for them and that this is going to be where they're going to stay. You now have to be more intentional and interactive as people are progressing through their career. And that can be done at a small business level. It's not, it's not hard. It can be done simply. You know, we have five six employees and we work with contractors as well, but we do quarterly conversations. doesn't have to be like, you know, this huge um, performance management tool that you rank seven things from one to five. It can, you know, it's just an intentional conversation about how things are going, what's bringing them energy in life, what's frustrating, what they see that we could do differently. And then we talk about what we see that they could be doing differently as right. well. But just that human element of who are you? Where do you want to go? Here's who we are. Here's how we're going. And as long as this path makes sense for both of us, let's take the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love all that. You know, uh, from the gardener's mattress and more of you. So, you know, we've had employees come and go. And, you know, I think as a business owner, some of my, I know, I, I feel you share this sentiment. Mm -hmm. My, some of my proudest moments mm -hmm. have actually been when people left us. So John Hockley from Weaver Associates now used to be with us, is now leading, managing a team at Weaver Associates. They do printing and printers and um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. If you put a logo on it, they did our shirts, they can do pens. We just got thank you cards from them. So it seems like Weaver does a lot of things. And John um, is doing great there. And we gave John really the platform to go to that next level when his family needed more that we just couldn't give yeah. at the company yeah. level we were at that time. What was that, seven years ago now? Oh my gosh, maybe yeah, eight or nine yeah. almost, yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> so I'm very proud of that, to have given him that springboard. Uh, yeah. Locally, uh, Santa Stumble is happening. Mm -hmm. Is that this Saturday yeah, as well? Maybe this weekend. Not sure. You know, so the Santa Stumble is a big annual bar crawl downtown. Well. Pete Ruggieri, who's since passed away, bless his soul, um, he worked for us. And 
he came to us when that was, I think, 50 to maybe 100 people gathering, which was like his friend circle. And then it blew up to thousands of people downtown dressed up in silly Santa costumes and mm-hmm. other holiday funny costumes. And um, they raised six figures with, I think, a three in front of it for the what was the former uh, mounted police and canine yep. unit. And I we didn't really do a lot for that other than donate money. But what we did provide was the time that you said you respect Hannah's side hustle. Yeah. As long as Pete did what he needed to do here in that extra time that was here, because in retail, you just kind of have that. And what we do, there is some extra time in the day. Yeah. We're like, yeah, if it's going back to our community, 100%. You want to have people come pick up tickets here? 100%. I think so many business owners miss that. They they forget that there are humans that have other interests outside of their four walls. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think one of the things that we try to, we try to balance is this whole idea that, um, you need highly skilled people, but if they're cultural misfits, they're skilled assassins, we call them. <laughs> if they're a good culture fit, but they're not skilled, then they're just expensive friends. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I love, you know, for us, we do, we look for those people who are well rounded. And the goal then is that, you know, can we, can we help not just, provide this paycheck, but even celebrating some of that stuff too. Yeah. Um, I love that you guys do that. How do you that's awesome. How do you urge your clients that you work with, because you work with businesses looking to hire people, mm-hmm. how do you help them find and communicate what those skills are that people need to have? Yeah, I think they already know the skills part because they come with the job description, right? Um, and they have an idea of their culture, but the one thing that we learned through COVID is they don't know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I should say we learned it through COVID, but it was already happening. The unemployment rate was so low and the quit rate was so high. So there was all kinds of movement in Lancaster, central Pennsylvania, because we do have um, a decent amount of local clients as well, have been so good at hiring and even just doing business on on the basis of their reputation problem was when they had to go outside of their reputation or you know people that they knew it was hard for them to articulate who they were and so we spend a ton of time at the beginning people say to me like how fast can we have someone i'm like mm-hmm. if speed's what you want you don't want us we're going to be super effective but we're not the fastest because we need to get to know you we'll take the job description you already know the skills but we're going to look at the cultural fit and then we're also going to look at the behaviors. And that's the piece I think that Liberty brings to the table. Because again, they know kind of what they want the work to look like, thus what type of skills they need. It's the, can can somebody with the skill set actually behave in our culture? I think we're a great example of that. You know, we don't usually hire people who've done hiring before um, because we, you know, we do it a little different. So we want them to learn that. Um but somebody with that skill set could work with us as long as they understand they're working with a small business that's shifting with the job market, learning all the time, which means we'll readjust. And we hired someone who was good at hiring very black and white. And he didn't last long because he, while he had the skills, he couldn't necessarily function with those skills in an environment that was changing quickly. Mm. And so that's what I mean about behavior. So skill set's one thing, but where and how are you going to execute those skills? Um, it's like a pilot. Just because somebody can fly a plane doesn't mean they can be 
like a, you know, a Black Hawk helicopter pilot in a wartime situation, but maybe they can lift off at Lancaster Airport, which is right over there, um, and take the lifeline to, you know, to Lancaster General Hospital and pick somebody up off the roof and deliver them to Hershey. Mm. So it's, it's way more than just the skills. It's the environment, like the culture, the pace, um, the, the way they're going to interact with a supervisor. And that's kind of what we help people identify so that when we get to that dating process part of it, you know, they've got eyes wide open to all the different pieces. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, I'm going to interject football here mm-hmm. right now, but it's not going to be our team. It's going to be for our wonderful producer, Chris, from Cast Ahead. Anything podcasting, you need to get with Chris. He can connect with him in our show notes or you can reach out to us and we can make a connection. But you know, finding the right, I love the mugs, love it. Fly Eagles <laughs> fly. Uh, we're coming for you, Dallas. Uh, but to, to the point for Chris, love it. <laughs> he, he was in chat GPT, wasn't he? I, I don't know. Those Chris, guys should be hitting that rep though. Yeah. Chris pulled that up, but you know, to, to, <laughs> to the point of relating football to, um, to, to what you do and culture and the right fit yeah. and the skills. Yes. You know, so Chris is a big Detroit Lions fan, right? I mean, we feel we're tormented as Eagles fans. He's had a lot of torment as a Lions fan. Jared Goff is a great quarterback in the Lions system. Mm-hmm. He was a bust in the Rams system. Mm-hmm. Why is that? He's the same kid that came out of oh. college. Oh. Right? Okay. To talk about this, though, we have to go back to Michael Vick. I don't know if you, if you, so I watched the Kansas City game. My husband's like, we should watch Peyton and Eli talk about it. I'm like, no, no, I have to help them. That's what we do tomorrow night. So the next night I went back and I watched the game with Peyton and Eli talking about it, just the third and fourth quarter. And they had Michael Vick on. I'm so glad you said this. And Michael Vick was a running back before he was a running quarterback, right? And he was breaking down one of Swifty's runs. And he said this, legit, I have the chills. I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you said this. He said, the success of Swift is not just that he can see a gap close and see another path. It's the angle that he runs that path. Uh. And in hiring, so we've been talking about this a couple, about two internal positions we have right now. And I keep saying to my husband, I need a ball carrier, but I don't just need a ball carrier who's going to say, okay, there's the route. I need the guy that says, there's the route. And if it closes, I'm going this route. And by the way, if that route closes, he can't sit down and turn around and say, what do I do now, Valanda? Like, I need the guy that says, okay, there's the route. And here's the angle we're going to take at mm-hmm. that route too, yep. which has me watching Swift a whole way different. But that's that's the kind of stuff, like, it's not just about how they show up and do the job too. If you're needing to delegate responsibility, you have to know that they know all the progressions and when the whole playbook has to be thrown out the window last night, that somebody can be creative and make something happen outside of an offensive coordinator who's doing who knows what today. Yeah, yeah. We, we built Chris up with the whole Jared Goff compliment. Sorry, and then we sorry. brought him right down with DeAndre's quest. <laughs> like, yeah. Which I guess, honestly, you know, to, to turn this back to what you do, as a business owner, it's like, know what does bring your employees up. Yep. Know what elevates them and know what gets them down. Yes. You know, what yes. work, what work do they get excited about? 
and what yes. work did they not? And and how do you yes. align that? It brings me to my next question that I was going to ask you is, you know, uh, in the in the vein of biggest mistakes that you see people make in hiring, what weight are you putting <laughs> on uh, like the DISCs assessments, the Colby scores, mm-hmm. the rocket fuel stuff? Ooh, so believer, not believer, and 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 why? Know the tool. Not every tool you bring to. I mean, I don't know about how to fix a car. I just know. I but I'm smart enough to know that every tool in the toolbox isn't used to fix every situation with a car. Like I don't need what do you call it? The jack that pumps the car up. Yes. I don't need that if I need to change the oil from the top of the car. I shouldn't even use this as an example. Well, you could so, use like, well instead of using a jack, tool, you could have ramps. You drive the front of the car up on. Right. Right. And that does the same, so here's the same thing. outcome. What does a disc do? It tells you how the person communicates. It does not tell you, oh, okay, great example. It does not tell you how good that person is going to be. So we had a sales guy who on a disc profile, if, if we would have had him on a disc profile, nobody would have ever hired him for sales. He's an internal processor, yeah. a thinker, he's a connector, but he doesn't have the sales vibe that everybody looks for. We sent him to a client who does um, digital marketing for um, HVAC companies, and he outsold everyone in the company. And they literally revamped what they were looking for based on him. He sold um, insurance plans to customers. That's kind of how he got his start. And um, was in a local company, was recognized in Las Vegas, blew up literally broke every sales record so much so that the insurance company had to change the parameters because he started teaching other people how to do it. He never would have been hired based on a disc. Yeah. So it's so important to understand the tool. <laughs> right now, my favorite is The Working Genius by Pat Lynchoni. It's super cost-effective and it measures engagement with types of work. So it's not the communication tool. It's not a personality tool. Any personality can do almost any job, mm. but don't, but you won't have somebody stay who the majority of the work requires them to, to execute outside of what brings them life or if it requires them to be, um, in their areas of frustration for long periods of time, day in and day out. Now, that's not to say that people shouldn't have to do work they don't like because, you know, kind of all have to do that. Right. But if you can keep them in your wheelhouse, and this tool measures it extremely cost-effectively, very simply, and really transformed how we bring people to different tables at Liberty to talk about different things. And I don't want to take up all the time talking about that tool, but yeah. Working Genius by Pat Lynchoni. Okay. Or call us. We'd be happy to tell you about it and sell it to you. I mean, it's such a good point um, about putting the person in the right position. And to turn it back to football, I coached you. But, well, it's, it, it came to mind. Every season goes right. Not to do it, but I'm doing it. Like, we're coming right, right. X's and O's, baby. Um, you know, coaching youth football, we had a kid one year camp, and this kid ran mean, but he only ran mean when he had contact. Like he was kind of like Bobby Boucher in the Water Boy when he got the ball after somebody made fun of his mama and he ran the opposite way just to hit him. That's kind of what Cam yes. was like. And yeah, it's like you say something about my mom again, I'm gonna come at you. <laughs> and he ran me. But Cam, if yeah. we put blockers out in front of him, he was an east-west kind of kid. He'd just run from sideline to sideline. 
Because he's like, no, I want to make that first hit. And once we got that in about week two or three, we're like, all right, Cam, you get to run up the middle. Just go. Just to keep it on football and assessments there, Swifty. Um, One of the assessments that we like goes back to the behavioral stuff we were talking about. Like, Like, I would say our clients know like what they want people to be like and how they want them to fit in the culture and they know what skills, but it's that behavior piece, right? Um, so we use um, an assessment from Symmetrics through a company called Clarity um, and they're awesome. And um, we are able to customize a behavioral assessment once we identify the um, what the role requires. Um, we work in line with an organizational psychologist to help design them proud to say that they do work with two NFL organizations and um, coincidentally it just happens to be the Philadelphia Eagles and the (laughs) San Francisco 49ers and um, essentially they look at how how they'll do uh, they have an elite athlete assessment that they can design as well as um, stuff for the front office and um, yeah we love we love working with them uh, we found that they've um, really helped us help our clients really identify this person that looks good and smells good. You know, going back to the dating analogy, when they show up at family dinner, are they going to be consistent with what we saw through the dating process? Yeah, I love it all. So as we as we wrap up, uh, what's that tried and true advice that you would give for people hiring? Can I give you two? Sure. One number one. Your hiring process should teach you as much about the applicant as possible, but also teach the applicant as much about you and your team as possible. And second, the best predictor of future performance is past behavior. It's true in football, Terrell Owens, and it's true (laughs) in life. People don't change, save like, death, divorce, a big move, or a come-to-Jesus moment, people don't change. They did it in somebody right. else's organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it in yours. The good stuff and the not-so-good stuff. It's, and I will give Pat Fiore from TriStar Staffing credit for beating that into my hiring brain. Like yeah. I don't even know how many years ago now. 13, 14 years ago. Well, it's so funny you brought up the TO thing because that directly relates to managing people. All the front office had to do with McNabb was say privately, you're our guy. We love you. You want more soup commercials for mom? We'll make it happen. We'll make anything. You want a Rolex? You got it. You want a Rolls Royce? You got it. We'll make it happen. You want a team helicopter? Fine. But front and center, in on page six in the news, it's T.O. But you're our guy. That's all that had to happen there. It was a mismanagement of the front office. Personality clash. That, and Terrell Owens was never disciplined as a child. And I don't like to raise other people's children. Uh, so, Good point. Yeah. McNabb couldn't throw a pass that wasn't at somebody's feet, though. He had a, he had a little bit of a challenge there. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go into our connection cocktail because I'm... We get we get to talk about <clears throat> the thing we all love one more time. Melinda. Is there a sports team that you root for? Um I really like the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. 
Chocolate. And I'm a big fan of um, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I mean, my daughter could spell E A G L E S Eagles before she could spell her three letter first names. Wow. <laughs> That's her impressive. Name is Jack. That's she could impressive. spell Eagles first. Yeah. Wait, wait yeah. what's your daughter's first name? Jax. Jax. J A X. Love it. Not yeah. Deshaun Jackson related at all. No. Well, okay. No, my husband named her. No. Okay. I didn't get to name her after a football. Now, is player. he an Eagles fan? Uh, he will tell you he married in. Oh, okay. Uh, he will. He's a Ravens fan, but he doesn't like to watch them because he says they're frustrating. And I'm like, like it's not frustrating <laughs> watching the Eagles. Right. But, and he'll be a fan until I think <clears throat> the last night after we, it was clear we weren't going to pull that one off. He left a chat like this, and I'm like, oh, you're not worthy of the shirt. If you're going to try to skirt out when we lose, give me your shirt back. Like, you don't get to wear that home. <laughs> you either are in it, it to win it right. with Love us, it. or you're not. I mean, no frust- frustration here. is the sports fan experience. Like, that's almost all that sports is with like this little bit of like elation and joyousness built in. Yeah. Almost all frustrating. That's, that's what sports is. Yeah. It is. Uh, so you've been in Lancaster. You came back to Lancaster. Um, what are things you like to share with people that are must-dos about Lancaster? That's a good question. Whoopie pies. Good I one. mean, I love whoopie pies. Good I one. like the peanut butter ones. I like the ones with white cream. Mm-hmm. I was just introduced to one. That was a pumpkin cheese cake, which I don't love, but mm-hmm. this whoopie pie was out of this world. You got to go to the whoopie pie festival, um, which I think they started advertising for that. Happens at Hershey Farms, the world's largest Good. whoopie pie there. And freaking potato chips. Have you been to Hershey chips? They have mm-hmm. the coolest drive through light display this time of year. Oh, at Hershey potato chips. Yeah, it's really, really cool. We went out of state um, for, zoo, for lights, zoo, like zoos. <laughs> But we just couldn't want the potato chip and, that's got, right. and got lights. Who knew? And then we have an Eagles Pro Shop in Lancaster. Like, that's a cool place to hang out. And there's all kinds of fun things you can get there. Love it. Like, love yeah. it. Love it. This well done. Well what done. I throw during the games. Yeah. All right. So, last question. Um, you're now a business owner. Uh, how, how long is Liberty Financial, or, I'm sorry, Liberty, Liberty Employment Solutions, how long has that been around? How long have you been a oh, business owner? Yeah, five and a half years. Five and a half years. So uh, what do you what have you learned that you like the most and least about being a business owner? <laughs> um it is crazy to me that this idea um that we had, we were able to make work across multiple mm-hmm. industries, and there's just nothing like like the alleviating the headache. That's the one thing we talk about all the time. We alleviate hiring headaches. That sometimes means we execute for them. Sometimes that means we, um, we teach them how. Like we'll, we'll actually consult and teach people who have the right people in place to do that. That's amazing to me. Like that's, that's a gift to be able to wake up every day knowing, Hey, this isn't as hard as you think it is. It's just, you haven't had to, as much time to think about it as I do. Um, the most frustrating piece are the numbers. I love the people, yeah. but the accounting function, 
we have been working for a long time to have the right pieces in place for that. And that's painful because for us, our people are everything. Like our team, our team is a pretty incredible group of people. And so for me, having that piece in place is how we care for them. And so, yeah, that idea that you carry this thing for these people that you care about and you care for them and you don't let the two mix too much. Um, you know, like that, that I think is one of the more challenging pieces of owning and operating a business. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Love it. Hard to put people on a profit and loss statement. Put them on, oh, a, yeah. put them on a human statement. Yep. Human fun. I was trying to finish on a good, salient, connective point, and you go in Seinfeld and up. Always. Always. Anyway, uh, Valanda, look, it's been a lot of fun. Fly Eagles Fly. Yeah. We're on to next week. And, uh, and that's that. If you need hiring help, if you're somebody looking for work, you reach out. If you have questions, reach out. You want to learn about why DISC is just a tool and not the whole thing. Reach out to Volanda, libertyesolutions.com. We've had phone number up, all the contact information's in the show notes. You've got all their socials here, uh, where you're watching this. So please do connect. Volanda Banks, thank you so much. Absolutely. For taking the time with us today. Appreciate you. I, f- I feel Appreciate like, you guys too. I feel like Volanda could be like every other week Eagles correspondent for could, Lancaster Connect. We should know, bring her in. Let's bring know, that in talk. for next season. Yeah. Let's <laughs> next do season. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> and I feel like if we were going to end, we should end in the song Broken Wing. Oh. Isn't that what it's called? Take this broken wing and learn to fly again. Yeah. Yeah, we're in that kind of melancholy right now. But come like Thursday, man, we're going to hang up up and it's Cowboys week and yep. let's go. Yep. The memes will start flying That's again. Right. That's right. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Belanda, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. Absolutely, you guys. Thanks for what you're doing and connecting really good people in Lancaster together. Yeah, we welcome. appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Look, if you want to be a sh- guest on the show, a show on the guest wouldn't make sense, but a guest on the show would make sense. Go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest. That'll kick off the process. I think we're booking into March at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe a spot or two in the new year left up through March, but we'd love to have you on. And um, and again, if you're somebody that just has news to share, uh, as we had the, I should been a little more prepared the, um, I need my eyes checked, Vibrant Simplicity Concert this Saturday mm-hmm. the 9th at 7 o'clock at the Wyndham Lancaster Resort. If you have news like that, that you want to share for the community and the benefit of the community, that's also on our website. Please do that too. Where you have our contest going on, mm-hmm. the Taste of Lancaster gift basket from lancastergiftbox.com. Go to lancasterconnects.com slash contest and enter. We'd love to see you uh, have a chance to win that. There's multiple ways to enter. You get more entries, et cetera. And you get on our prize later wheel. My sleep better tip is from another learning lesson of this trip. Uh, it's not about toothpaste. It's not about bacon. It's not about the love of your life and the first date, although all that happened. Uh, three nights, three different hotels. Mm. Oh, that's rough. Here's what I would challenge you to think about as far as your mattress and sleeping experience. Do you know if you've ever really had good sleep? Do you know, have you ever mm. really felt it? Truly felt it, because that's what a mattress choice is about. It's about the feeling. Support is there. Support the floor. Everybody needs support. 
It's the amount of comfort that keeps you asleep. So the amount of comforters you might lay on the floor to stay asleep. Have you ever really felt great sleep? And I can tell you across three nights in three different hotel rooms, I didn't feel good sleep at all. It was really, really rough because I have felt great sleep because I have a great mattress system at home. Why wouldn't we? Right? We have to, we kind of have our pick of the litter here. And, um, and we're fortunate for that. But that's my challenge to you is to think about that. Have you ever really had it? And how do you know? So come in, experience some things and maybe we can help you. If you want other sleep tips, sleep habits, sleep hygiene, sleep routine tips, go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better and we'll mail you the sleep better book. I had the same experience. Took the family out of town for the weekend, slept in different beds for a couple nights. Sleep wasn't as good. Was very excited to be back at home. Nice to go away, but nothing beats the bed at home. Testimonial time for Gardener's Mattress and more. We had a nice review come in a couple of days ago from Susan, a customer who worked with one of our uh, sales associates here, Drew. Uh, Drew made buying a mattress so easy and pleasant. I was really confused about what type of mattress to purchase, but Drew explained the options and provided plenty of time for me to try out different mattresses so I could rest easy, dual meaning, with my decision. Uh, winky emoji. I'm sure that has a name. I don't know what it is. I'm looking forward to my <laughs> looking forward to my delivery and then a new sleeping experience. I would recommend gardeners definitely. Thank you, Susan. Thank you to Drew. That was another Seinfeld thing that we got in there. What's that? Oh, yes, the winker. The pulp. The pulp goes in the eye. <laughs> what a show! Everybody just they just clicked off. Yeah, they're gone. They're like, why is this guy winking at me? We're big Seinfeld fans. Actually, when we set up the corporate structure, we had thoughts of having the corporate name be something Seinfeld related. But you know what month it is, right? And we are coming into a, a festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Get the, As I the rain blows. Last year we had a festivus episode. Maybe we'll we'll have to uh, December eighteenth is that week. We'll yes. we'll have to. Uh, have it that week. A festivus for the rest of us. Anyway, I hope you've really enjoyed this show. I mean, look, we're doing something special here at Lancaster Connects. We just had Velanda Banks on with Liberty Employment Solutions, which is about hiring. And we had a ton of fun. We grew up bringing you a time. great show, a lot of education. Look, if you work for somebody, I hope you learn something. If you employ people, lead people, you really should have learned something. Velanda is a great resource. Um, play along, get into our comments. Follow this show, spread this show, because we we love doing it. We love bringing you great guests, great episodes. So thank you for watching. And until the next connection, we'll see you next week on Lancaster Connects. Connects.